This is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber from Compass Retirement Advisors. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mike Graber provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello, everyone, and again, welcome to Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Thank you for joining us today. And we do have uh, special guests with us for uh, today's show, and I'll introduce them in just a couple of minutes. Uh, first reminder, if you have questions or, or doubts about your retirement income plan, uh, maybe uh, concerns that it's not quite up to being all it can be, or if you've uh, listened to uh, Retirement Talk with Mike Graber in the past and you've heard concepts, uh, terms, ideas that uh, have been unfamiliar to you, that might be an indication that uh, you could benefit from some of the work that we do and uh, perhaps a second, second opinion would be uh, in order. Maybe the government debt picture has you concerned. Uh, maybe you don't have an actual written income plan that uh, looks well into uh, the future years and tries to plan for things that uh, may be uh, coming. Uh, if, if you're not uh, quite sure when and how to take your Social Security, or perhaps you've reached age 59 and a half and you still have funds in your employer 401k plan and you're not sure if you would benefit or not from an in-service distribution, uh, that would be a, a good indication, again, that you might benefit from uh, having us uh, look over your plans and give you a second opinion. And as I often say, uh, most of the plans that we review are not wrong. Uh, there's just uh, some uh, incompletion there. Uh, we would be happy to, to look at the plans you have in place. And if we see something that might uh, help you, we'll certainly point that out. You know, obviously in today's uh, trying times, it's important that your planning be as comprehensive uh, as possible. So if anything I've just mentioned is hitting home, please call me at 812-787-0809. And let's just have that first conversation and see where that might lead. Uh, I always uh, have Tony Shore with us on the show. Tony, uh, thank you for, for being along uh, for the ride today. And we do have a special guests, Marty and Sheila Corey. Uh, they work with Open Arms Christian Ministries in Swiss City, Indiana, and Marty's the executive director. But uh, they serve a, a good section of uh, southwestern uh, Indiana. Uh, I know that the group has been around for some 38 years, and they specifically work with uh, abused and elect, uh, neglected children by uh, providing uh, foster care and group home settings. And generally, the children range from ages uh, zero to 18. And just a little background, Marty and I go back uh, quite a long uh, way. Uh, we actually uh, coached some junior high basketball in Washington, Indiana, back in the early 80s. And then as life sometimes goes, uh, we kind of lost track of each other. Uh, my family moved over to Illinois. And then Marty moved over to another part of Illinois, and we lost track of each other. But we were able to reconnect here in early 22. I uh, found out that Marty was at, uh, Marty and Sheila were at uh, Open Arms. And uh, kind of uh, uh, something that we like to do here on our show is uh, provide information to uh, our listeners uh, beyond just the world of retirement. 
that uh, might benefit them or someone in their life circle that uh, is experiencing a, a difficult time, might be in need of some uh, information or some uh, services. And so we've invited uh, Marty and Sheila to uh, appear today. Um, you know, we've had uh, groups like the Travis Burkhart Foundation and, and others on uh, in the past. And again, my hope is uh, by uh, giving you this introduction today, uh, you will write down their uh, ministry name, their phone numbers, maybe some website. And again, if someone uh, that you come across uh, can benefit from uh, these services, or maybe you tell them to go to our podcast at some time and listen to this interview, it might uh, help them. So let me welcome to our show, Marty and, and Sheila Corey. It's great to have you uh, both with us today. And uh, we appreciate you setting aside some time to uh, share with our listeners the work that Open Arms Ministries is involved in. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it so much. And uh, been looking forward to being able to talk to you guys in this way and, and share with the listeners. So uh, uh, thank you for having us. Well, hey, we're, we're really uh, pleased to have this opportunity. And I think uh, the best way to proceed here is we're just going to uh, throw the show open to you, Marty and Sheila, to uh, tell us about, uh, you know, your backgrounds, uh, how you uh, maybe made your way to open arms several years ago, and then uh, detail for us uh, the work that uh, open arms uh, is involved with there uh, in, in the various uh, services and ministries they provide to uh, the community. Go ahead. Well, um, my background is Sheila with me. Uh, it has been uh, about 25 years in a located ministry. Uh, in individual churches. We, we've served in uh, three or four different churches um, over those years. Uh, but that kind of led to me getting into uh, uh, needing some sort of uh, therapy for some of the people in the church. And, uh, you know, the needs out there are so great in the community today, and the churches are not immune from that. And uh, anyway, I went back to get a master's degree in counseling which led me to open arms as a therapist for a period of time, about three years. And uh, then that kind of transitioned into me becoming a program director and eventually the executive director. So we've been here uh, from the time I got here as a therapist, uh, we've been here about 20 years now. So, uh, and Sheila's been here beside me with a good portion of that. And she kind of directs some of the fundraising things and, um, uh, uh, you know, but a little bit of background on Open Arms would be uh, that it, it originally came from uh, a place up in Ladoga, Indiana, called Ladoga Christian Children's Home. Actually, I believe it was named Indiana Christian Children's Home at first. Then it later changed its name to Ladoga. And that, that organization, that ministry, um, actually had a satellite campus that was here at Swiss City, which is presently Open Arms Christian Ministries. And uh, uh, it became a standalone in 1984, 85 in that general area, where the two uh, came together and uh, Open Arms didn't exist at that time, but they were trying to make it a standalone ministry, which they did. And since that time, it has grown from being a one-group home that was for both boys and girls to uh, then they had a, a girls group home only, and then they started doing foster care uh, training and getting uh, uh, foster parents licensed 
uh, in counties all over. And uh, we've just recently expanded that into having a Bloomington office as well as here at Swift City. Uh, the boys' home then just came along about a year, year and a half ago, uh, as we were gifted a building uh, in Lyons, Indiana. So now we have a boys' home for ages 10 to 15, and a girls' home that basically is from 10 to about 18. And um, uh, then we have the foster care for zero to 18 years old. So. Well, there's a, a, a lot of uh, age groups there, different locations with uh, the, the boys' home in Lyons and the girls there in, in Swiss City. Um, what territories in Indiana uh, do you find that you're, you're serving most often? What's the, the makeup of where the kids come from that are in need of your services? And maybe talk a little bit about some of the issues that the youth face that uh, they where they find themselves needing the services that you're providing? Well, we serve the whole state, Mike. We don't get necessarily kids from the entire state all the time because just the distance of, of you know them traveling down here. And they like to keep them, Department of Child Services like to keep those kids generally in their uh, areas where they are from. But sometimes that's just not possible because it's just they're full up in that area or for various reasons they can't do that. So we do get kids from St. Joe County way up north. We've had kids, uh, we get kids on a regular basis from Marion County. We get kids uh, mostly, though, from Greene County and surrounding. Uh, Bloomington is one of those big areas we get kids from. Uh, Sullivan County, uh, Clay County, Lawrence County. You could go all the way around, Dubois County. Those are the counties we get kids from. And these are kids that uh, they didn't ask for this. Uh, to be placed here in the group home or in foster care. Usually it's because of uh, situations where the families come on some hard times. Um, you know, maybe the parents have gotten, one of them's got involved in drugs or something of that nature. Seems like uh, meth is a big thing still here in Indiana. Uh, but now the heroin coming on. But a lot of people get mixed up in that. With that comes a neglect, uh, many times abuse for these kids. And um, even some of the kids that we're, we're getting are kids that have actually been involved in sex trafficking. So there's a big need for all of these kids, and there's a bunch of them. I, I'll just let Sheila talk a little bit about some of the numbers because she does some grant writing, and she knows those numbers very well. <laughs> so um, as far as the state of Indiana, if you think of the, the uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse, and how many that seats, um, I think it's like 30,000. If you would fill um, every seat with a foster child, you would have as many kids are, there are in Indiana. Um, and so many of them are coming into foster care. And then um, our group home, uh, we mostly have foster care that, have, that cannot fit into a foster home because of different levels of trauma. And so they work through that program. And um, so... So we are, we are just here to make sure that they're successful and whether they're in a foster home or in a group home um, so that uh, just help them through this hard time in their lives. I mean, they're just faceless kids that nobody really knows about. Um, and we're just trying to help them along in a, in a hard time. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, to fathom that there, there are kids out there that there's nobody 
you know, within the family structure or extended family that's able to step up and, and to help the kids and that they actually wind up in a you know, system. Um, but I, I'm thankful that whenever that happens, you know, there's groups like uh, Open Arms that, um, you know, that can take them in, uh, provide uh, some security and find, uh, you know, some stability in their life uh, as they go, go through that. Um, on, on average, you know, when a, a child comes into your program, uh, and I'm sure that it's various uh, time periods, but um, how long are they, you know, in, uh, in your setting? Well, in our group homes, either one of those, those are, are set up to be a six-month stay, which isn't very long, but usually we can get quite a bit accomplished during that time helping them realize what boundaries are, um, keeping them safe. That's the, the primary thing. When they come in here, a lot of them uh, really have a lot of anxiety and fears, and um, uh, they, they just need to know that they're safe here. And so we, we create an atmosphere that's safe for them. We try, try to create an atmosphere that um, would be like a, a Christian atmosphere, we don't want to force anybody uh, into that or anything, but we, we do want to put them in a place where they are seeing Christian values and seeing Christian um, being taught Christian things sometimes. So, um, I just wanted to share a quick story. Uh, for example, we had a young man in our, our group home, um, uh, approximately 12 years old. I can't give a whole lot of details about him, but when he came to us, um, he uh, would – each night he would pull his mattress off his bed, put it in front of his floor, in front of his door, I'm sorry, and, and then place his feet in front of the door and his head going the other direction, and he slept with the light on. So that's oh. the severity of trauma that these kids come to us. And, and a lot of times we don't know their story, but a, a lot of their actions will tell us their story. Yeah, so that's, that's just, really sad. Yeah. Um, but we just, we're just trying to get them. We have a therapist on staff and, um, a Christian therapist, and we just, uh, work through programs with them and, and the different levels of trauma to, to get them healed so that they can be successful and go on to the next placement in their life. Okay. Let's pause here. And, and Marty or Sheila, if you would give us your contact information now for our listeners, and then we'll give it again. Uh, at the end of the show. So a uh, phone number and uh, maybe a, a website. Phone number is uh, 812-659-2533. And the website is openarmschristian.com. All right. Thank you for that. Um, one of the things I think might be helpful here uh, is if you would tell uh, our listeners you know, what some of the, the, the things are that you're able to do with, with the kids. And I know, Marty, we've talked, there's one um, program or one activity that uh, you're hopeful to, to, to bring. I think you've had an offer from a group in Dubois County to maybe provide a, um, a horse barn uh, and, and maybe some uh, horse therapy. So uh, maybe expand on, on that and some of the other things that uh, you're able to do uh, to try and uh, help these kids uh, get their lives to a point where there can be some, some healing. Uh, so take it from there. Well, uh, as you can tell, most kids don't want to be taken out of their home. 
regardless of how bad it may seem, because that's all they've ever known. They don't know what it could be. They just know what it has been. So these kids, they don't really want to sit in a room with a therapist and do counseling or therapy uh, all the time. But we have found that through animals, through um, uh, art, through music, through various venues, we can do therapy in those areas. And those kids, they really like music. They really like art. They really like doing uh, sports and stuff. So, And we can provide therapy through all of those venues if we have the right resources to do that. And so that's that's the thing we're, we're getting into. And, and like you, you mentioned, the barn uh, and, and stuff, uh, that would be something where we could do some equine therapy. That type of therapy uh, is very, very effective. It's one of the highest efficacy rates of uh, success, and the judges really, really like it. So, and we like it a lot. So, you know, those are some, some of the things that we're looking at trying to develop here as we try to become more clinical, as well as, you know, hang on to our faith-based uh, origin. So, you, you mentioned uh, the courts there, Marty. So, uh, for, for the most part, uh, these kids are involved in, in the court system uh, in, in some, some fashion. Is that right? Yeah, uh, they they come through the Department of Child Services usually, sometimes through probation because sometimes there's no uh, nothing that the court can get a hold of uh, other than maybe they have missed school a lot, been truant, and so the courts are able to step in that way. But these kids are all court-ordered to be in these places, and uh, they're not bad kids. Uh, you know, we have the the view that there aren't any bad kids are just kids that are uh, filled with many trauma experiences and their behaviors reflect that. So, uh, but these kids, uh, they're court ordered. We take them and try to uh, reach them, not just to help them be safe and learn boundaries and learn the appropriate behaviors, but also, uh, you know, that they learn who Christ is, whether they want to accept him or not, you know, so that's kind of what we try to do. Well, you know, having a, a foundation uh, is key, uh, certainly. Um, and um, the, the, the thing that, you know, touches me again, I, I said it early, is just that there are kids out there with, with no alternative, but, uh, you know, to, to go to a program. And I think of, you know, Mar- uh, Sheila, you said that there's enough kids in the foster care system to, to fill up the Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, some 30,000. But, you know, my goodness, how many kids are out there struggling that um, aren't in the system, um, you know, and are, are going through a lot of the things um, that, that you've described. And, and, you know, that is uh, a heartbreaking situation here, especially coming, uh, you know, at, at the end of the year, into the new year. Uh, a lot of people are, are celebrating and have celebrated holidays and, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's important that we uh, have our eyes open and, and see what's happening around us and, and look for ways, you know, to, to be involved and, and to be, uh, making an impact, uh, to change, uh, some, some situations. And I'm grateful that you guys, uh, have dedicated yourselves to, uh, you, you know, learn what you needed to learn. You know, Marty, you mentioned you went back and got your master's. And Sheila, I know you've you've done the education work yourself to to be uh, in, in a position to 
uh, provide you know, these services. So um, uh, hats off to you. About about how many uh, kids do you have in uh, the the uh, programs there at Open Arms right now? Can you share that? Uh, we, I think we've got about a dozen uh, in the two group homes. We've got probably right now we're down in our foster care just because we're low on foster parents. If you don't have homes to put them in, you can't put them in there. But uh, so we're looking for foster parents, and uh, but we probably got about uh, seventeen or eighteen in foster care. Um, and Mike, I might w- want to mention also that a lot of these kids, many of them come from uh, not just their um, biological parents, but subsystems or, you know, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas aren't, the, the, those systems are all the same in, in the sense that they all have the same uh, chaos or the same things happening, traumas that are happening in those homes. And that's why those kids don't usually go into or don't many times go in there uh, to a relative. DCS always looks for a relative first to try to place them with. But when there's nobody that's uh, appropriate, then that's when they become part of the system and um, we get them. So, All right. Um, we're going to, uh, start wrapping up here, uh, with, with this episode of retirement talk with Mike Graves or anything else that, uh, Marty or, or Sheila, you'd like, uh, our listeners to know about, uh, the work or the kids. Um, I think it would, um, just, uh, encourage involvement, um, not just with open arms, but just with anybody, um, if you know of a foster family in your neighborhood or just offer some kind of support, it's, it's a hard job. And um, so just to, to be there for other foster parents and just to encourage them, take them meals, um, whatever it takes to, to keep them going. But um, we just welcome anybody to come and visit, see what we do, um, get on our website, just uh, just somehow get involved in a foster kid's life, um, whether it's through us or some other uh, direction, because they need people. They rely on adults to make decisions and to keep them going. So. All right. Well, Hey, we, again, appreciate it. We wish you well. Um, and if there's things that we can do uh, to help, uh, we certainly want you to, to do it. And we want to thank you guys also for participating in our uh, Christmas celebration at Huntingburg on uh, December the 16th. Uh, I know that there were uh, people that uh, were, were happy to get your information that night and, and to get that introduction. So thank you uh, for being there and to, uh, for bringing some of uh, your staff. Well, everybody, that's uh, it for today's show. Remember, you can call with any concerns you have about your retirement. My number is 812-787-0809. Check out our information on our website. That would be compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. There's several informative videos there, uh, articles, uh, and more. Thank you for being with us today, and I uh, hope you'll uh, choose to tune in again next week. Remember to tell your friends about us, and you can find uh, Retirement Talk with Mike Graber uh, podcast and goes all the way back to uh, January of uh, uh, 2021. And uh, you can find us on Apple Play, Spotify, uh, and other uh, podcast media. So long for now, and we'll uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again next week with some specific uh, retirement income strategies. Thank you. And that does it for today's episode of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. 
For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812-787-0809 or visit them online at compassretirementadvisorsllc.com. Investment advisory services provided by Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, the Insurance Shop Inc., and Creative One Wealth LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individualized tax, legal fiduciary, or investment advice. Each individual situation will vary and opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Illustrations given are hypothetical examples and provided of illustrative purposes only. It does not represent real-life scenarios. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representation can be made to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. Tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretations. We recommend that you seek professional legal advice for applicability to your personal information.